This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey guys, and welcome to Gen Z Money. This week, I'm talking about all things living alone. So moving out by yourself, we're going to talk about the pros and cons and how to prepare. And this week, I'm joined by Kevin. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, uh, Azaria. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. So I want to actually just start out by getting a bit of an introduction to yourself. So could you tell the listeners a little bit about you? Yeah, uh, so yeah, my name is Kevin and i um, 23 years old. I've uh, been working in financial services for the last three years, uh, studying co-majoring in finance and accounting. Awesome. Perfect. So I just wanted to do this podcast this week because I know living alone was like a big move for me. I used to be in a share house and mm. um, there's a lot more responsibility that comes with living alone, as I'm sure you'd know. Um, so at the moment, I'm renting. So renting an apartment in Brisbane. But yourself, Kevin, you actually bought your apartment. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, I did uh, earlier this year. Awesome. What was the reason for doing that and and yeah, what was the background there? Um, it was always a goal of mine to own uh, my first place when I move out, specifically by the age of 23. Um, so being able to do that was a big accomplishment for my my part. And also I had this model where it was if I'm paying more than 350 bucks a week, you might as well own the place. So yeah, that's uh, worked out for me. And it was a pretty big change, I know, for you to buy this place because you were previously living in Sydney. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So what was the motivation to buy in Brisbane? Uh, just based on the um, the borrowing capacity I had at the time, I think people should look at purchasing not in a way where you can purchase the most uh, expensive house you could possibly get, but what's where you can afford and what's going to you know, allow you to live a certain lifestyle and maintain that over a long period of time. Yep, perfect. And why did you decide to live alone and not maybe get a housemate? Uh, it was a bit of a challenge. Um, I think um, prior to this year, uh, a lot of people could say, as a, you know, um, it was a bit uh, all over the place. Uh, so moving on by myself kind of forced me to have those, you know, uh, difficult conversations with myself and and uh, being able to challenge myself to, you know, to grow. Um, so I can attribute that majorly to being able to, uh, to living on my own and uh, having those experiences. Yeah, definitely. I think for me living alone, so previously I was living in a share house, which was great. Um, loved the girls that I live with, but I really definitely more of an introvert um, and just really wanted to have my own space. And my reasoning was if I'm going to be paying so much rent to live alone, I need to make it worth my money and make the most of having a quiet space away from other people. So hence started um, hosting Gen Z Money um, and focusing more on my side hustles. Um, so having my own space was really vital for that and allowed me to push forward. Um, but in terms of living alone, what do you think the best parts of living alone are? Freedom. Yeah. Um, I think coming from living with parents and moving on my own right away, uh, the biggest thing I noticed was that freedom, being able to have control over your time um, and also to be accountable how you use your time during the day mm-hmm. uh, I never thought about it that much but when you break down your your day uh, in little details it's amazing what you can get done if you actually have like a plan or sort of like put your, a goal in mind that you want to reach for that day or for that, or for, or for that week really uh, so yeah freedom is probably the biggest thing I would say yeah definitely I love also the fact that uh, you can never get mad at anyone else for messing up the house oh, because it's just so you. So true, very true. <laughs> so you can never get mad about getting home and having a messy house because you're the only one to blame. So 
I've discovered since living alone that I actually love cleaning. I love having a minimalist, tidy space. And I also love interior design, which I never thought I'd like, but... Yeah, yeah. It's forced me to um, to, to sort of like learn about interior design, like how color schemes and, for example, uh, things like the type of uh, stands your furniture stands on. Uh, has that has an effect on people's perspective of your space? I never knew that, but now I do. So it's it's weird. I picked up that skill. Uh, hopefully, I will use it on a bigger uh, platform sometime down the track. Yeah, yeah definitely. A bigger house, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that for me, the price of living alone is worth it, just for like the peace of mind and um, all the space that you get. But what are, on the flip side? What do you dislike about living alone? What are the worst parts of living it's alone? Really quiet. <laughs> it's really quiet. It's really quiet. The first few weeks, I would say, because I, I, I didn't have, um, um, you know, being a new city, uh, you know, by myself, didn't know a lot of people. Um, and aside from trying to find furniture and trying to find uh, restaurants and, and spots around around your area when you first move into a new place, yeah, it's just a, a, a lot of quiet nights. And, you know, you just want to have some, that's some, one person to talk to, even if it's just hanging about in the living room without saying a word or two, but just having somebody there. Uh, but eventually you get over that. I think eventually you, you become comfortable being uncomfortable in those situations, which I would say is actually a strength as opposed to a weakness, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I also think for me, one of the harder parts about living alone is because I love my apartment so much, I am often tempted to just spend a whole week just in the house, especially because I now work from home as well. I, I really have to push myself to actually yeah. get out of the house. So yeah. it can be very easy to kind of isolate yourself unintentionally. Definitely. Have you found that? I've, uh, in the middle of COVID, uh, like maybe perhaps April, May, I think I, 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 could, I could have managed spending an entire week without leaving my apartment, mm. not even for food or anything. I had like, you know, groceries all done. I could spend a week uh, just in my apartment doing work and watching Netflix and yeah. whatnot, um, which is unhealthy. I don't recommend it for anyone. No. Um, definitely get out and just even walking up the road is... You do, you're doing much better than staying indoors. Getting some sun on your skin. Oh, trust me, yeah. <laughs> so let's go, without having to go too specific, how much does it cost to live alone? Is it a lot different to obviously what you were um, spending when you were living at home? Uh, yeah, it's a big change. I was able to save way more uh, when I was living with parents, obviously because you're not paying any rent. Uh, and the biggest part I actually put on realize is groceries take a lot of money. <laughs> uh, it's surprising how much you spend just for one person. So imagine a family of four or five. So I have a lot of respect for my parents and uh, also thank them for what they've done You know, over, the, over 22 years of my life. So yeah, I would say groceries were the, were the most uh, uh, surprising costly things then now I go around checking prices deals in uh, supermarkets and I'm, I was never that guy mm-hmm. um, a year ago so it's crazy how much you change over a period of time when you live by yourself yeah definitely and I know before I moved out so obviously living in a share house with uh, three other people everything was really cheap um, because we'd all split it but I always want to know roughly how much it cost for utilities and things like that so I know for myself I think I spend around 50 bucks a month on on, well, I budget around 50 bucks a month on electricity and gas and things like that. What would you say that you spend on that? Uh, electricity and gas uh, a month will probably be around, I'd say close to 100 a month. Yep. But then again, I have the aircon on all the time, <laughs> um, which is, I'm, I'm awful for That's that That's what it's like yeah. living in Brisbane. No, I would say, I think we, when you when you own the places, other things that you have to take into account, 
uh, that I'd never even thought about before. Council rates and uh, uh, sewage, water services, which are unexpectedly expensive. Oh, really? Um, As a renter, I haven't yeah, come across yeah, that so yet. I, there's definitely, there's definitely uh, pros of renting. Uh, you, your costs are quite... I'll say minimal uh, obligations are quite minimal mm-hmm. as opposed to owning where you have obligation to the council and uh, strata if it's an apartment block yeah um, and that's another thing I didn't know before moving out was as I'm renting and I believe that the water is split between all the apartments in my building so because of that I don't actually have to pay for water so that's another I guess pro of renting but you could also argue that a lot of the costs that homeowners um, would be paying to have their properties they'll just factor that into the price of the rent so I think I I think my your mortgage payments are less than my rent at the moment if you just think about purely the mortgage payments oh oh, big time big time if I was to take out the the strata the sewage the um, um, council rates and I was just paying the mortgage, I would be laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's Obviously, everyone will be different t- depending on, on the space you get. Uh, but for my particular position and situation, it, it's amazing. I, I, I don't, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just in terms of the cost of living alone, it, t- it totally depends on like where you're living. Um, and for me, it's expensive, but I make sh- I reason it in my mind that if I'm going to live alone, I'm going to have this luxury. I've got to work really hard to make it work. So I think you can use it as like a forced way of motivating yourself in that yeah, way. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so you talked about saving money while you were living at home. Did you have like a number of how much you'd be wanting to save in order to buy, first of all, buy your apartment and then afford to live alone? Like how did you plan financially to do that? Um, well, I started saving uh, for my very first job when I was 14 at uh, McDonald's. Um, so nice, my, my I did parents, KFC. I know how you feel. <laughs> McDonald's obviously better. The fries are better. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. Uh, now, yeah, my parents always instilled a mentality of, of, of knowing where your money's going to go prior to receiving your paycheck mm-hmm. uh, and living well under, under your means. Um, so uh, from the age of 14, I you know, had a savings account uh, with Bankwest um, and... Uh, over the years, the goal was always to you know, get into investment. Uh, just in particular time when when it came to buying the the, the property was at the time it was the best investment option uh, at hand, and um, it also I also wanted to live by myself. I always that's one thing I'd always always had in my mind. Mm-hmm. So so you know, kill two birds two birds with one stone in this case. So um yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think for me, uh, when I decided that I wanted to live alone. One thing I made sure of was that I had a really stable income. So obviously through COVID, um, I know for yourself as well, job was really stable. There was no changes there. I definitely would not have moved out alone had I worried that I might have been for any reason unemployed for a long period of time. So making sure I had a stable income and also making sure I had a fully funded emergency fund there in case anything went wrong, Um, as well as some just additional savings as well. That was really important to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely, work comes into place. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise moving interstate just for anyone, uh, just because you can uh, afford an apartment in a different city, given the market value at the time. Uh, in my case, it was because uh, my company has offices uh, in all major city, most of the major cities in Australia. That is, so I was able to, uh, you know, move to a different office space uh, without without having any other um, uh, disruptions in my work. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you didn't have that worry about job stability, about yeah. being in probation because you were yeah. working for the same company yeah exactly yeah that's really good and how do you budget living alone do you use any budgeting apps or anything like that yeah um when i first moved to um 
to Brisbane, uh, one a, f- a friend of mine, actually my cousin, uh, showed me this up bank. Oh yeah, um, and uh, it had really cool features of how you're able to have different saving goals, um, and you can track it. You can you can uh, round up your spending. Let's say if you spend something like dollar seventy, they take thirty cents out of the spending account and put it into a savings account. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, at the moment, I have about seven different saving um, goals. So it could be uh, for the uh, house uh, expenses, groceries and whatnot, or uh, strata or for concert rates. So I already have my yearly expenses already uh, set in those in those goals. And all I'm doing is just every time I get paid, I'll, I have a X amount of money that goes in each one of those accounts prior to me spending my money. That's cool. Well, we actually have, uh, for anyone's listening who's maybe interested in joining UpBank, um, we do have a link in the show notes. So if you want to sign up, you can sign up using that link and you'll get $5 put into your account. And I know you were talking before I, how you used that referral I for a lot of people. I, have, I think I made about 60 bucks just from the referral. So I, you referred that many I people have, to UpBank. I have referred... Uh, all my immediate family, so my my parents, my my sister, they use it. Uh, I know uh, some of my cousins use it as well, uh, and a few people from work actually. Well done. Yeah, so I, I feel like uh, maybe App owes me a you know bit of a, <laughs> um, advertisement fees. Yeah, um, well, I've been seeing some really cool things on social media. I know that they've just put out a, a yearly spending wrap thing, so it's yeah. kind of like Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what was I was. Was that really confronting? Cool. Um, or was that interesting? I wasn't surprised. Okay. Yeah, I was surprised. Great. Definitely out is my weak point yeah yeah definitely um and let's talk about some of the upfront costs of moving out so i know obviously for yourself coming from sydney you wouldn't have bought any furniture with you yeah and for myself i just had a bed and a bedside table so having to furnish a whole apartment definitely seemed intimidating so how did you do it it's, it's a bit of an odd one because at the time you make decision based on the information you have at that very point and um, uh, you know unfortunately for me i i wasn't well uh, averse in, in the marketplace the Facebook marketplace uh, mm. feature how to get furniture and other things that you might need so I did sp- spend a lot of money uh, getting things furnished so everything brand new from big stores which tend to be you know more costly mm. but luckily enough I had bu- budgeted you know, to spend about that, uh, I think about seven to eight thousand just to put everything in the apartment. Mm-hmm. So I had already uh, set that goal. So I was okay to spend up to that amount. Yeah. Uh, but looking back now, I probably would have liked to look at Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace because I've come to learn you could actually save a great deal of money just looking at people looking to move into state as well. Yeah. So I definitely missed out. I could have probably saved. 60% of that spending. Wow. And did yeah. you find that 7000 was a reasonable amount for a furnishing an apartment with brand new items? Yeah, yeah. I think um, it was, uh, it, obviously with me, d- depend. I spend most of my, the money with with, with a, a mattress and, and a bed because that's where I spend, you know, most of the hours of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm in my bed, you know, getting a TV. It's, it's often like the fridge and the washing machine that are the most expensive parts. Funny enough, they weren't. Um, mm. Good guys actually have great deals throughout the year and you can get like I think my fridge cost me 600 bucks that's not too bad yeah so if you're living by yourself because you have to remember you don't have great needs you just you know one bedroom apartment just by yourself you yeah. you don't exactly get, you're not feeding a whole family so yeah, yeah. that's true you don't need a, a, a you know bigger size of everything yeah I think I've got actually quite a small fridge but it's all I need I'm a small person yeah, so exactly. yeah. <laughs> but yeah um for me, I think I had probably had an advantage over you in the way that I was already living in Brisbane yeah. in a share house. I could start collecting things a bit 
earlier before I moved in, whereas yeah. I imagine you would have moved in and you didn't want to be yeah. sleeping on the floor on the yeah. first day. I had, I had to sleep on the blow mattress for like two weeks. Oh, it was the worst two weeks of my life. <laughs> I had neck and back problems for months after Oh, that. no. Well, yeah, for me, um, Marketplace was pretty much where I bought everything that I own in my apartment, apart from things like my fridge, my washing machine and my TV. I got those new. But yeah, through Marketplace, everything is super, super cheap. So it would have... I actually... I might work out how much it cost me to furnish my apartment, but it wasn't much. And for me, I think it looks good and it's comfortable. So um, definitely putting aside a few thousand dollars for things like that, I think is a good idea. Yeah, definitely. And just on that as well, what items do you think are worth spending, like splashing out on and spending good money on and what things can you cheap on? Mm. Mattresses. Especially I'm a tall person, so sleep, like being able to sleep comfortably is a is a great deal because that can affect how my day goes, how my month goes and just overall health really. So I've always put value on my sleep and if I have to spend uh, X amount of money to get the best bed that's out there for myself, I'll have to say for it. Like, I would rather do that because I know in the long run I'll benefit from that. Uh, but yeah, I would say a bed, um, I'm sorry, mattresses, um, kitchen table maybe. Yep. You also spend a great deal of time on the kitchen in the kitchen. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. I I always agreed with the mattress thing and I was ready to spend like a couple thousand dollars. But um, for anyone who follows me on Instagram would know I went on a great journey of buying a Kmart mattress in a box for I think $180. And it is the best mattress I've ever owned. For me anyway, being a light person, I'm having the best sleep. So that's I mean, then again, probably much shorter than me. So Yeah, that is true. Yeah. But in terms of what I think is worth spending money on I think it's definitely worth spending a bit more money on um, in terms of white goods like your fridge and your washing machine getting something that's water efficient and energy efficient will um, cost you less over the long term so definitely spending a bit more money on that I think I spent a bit more money on my outdoor setting as well because that's kind of my dining table I don't have a dining table but things that aren't worth cheaping out on do not cheap out on your cutlery in my opinion because I bought some cheap Kmart cutlery when I first moved out and that stuff we just started like going a bit rusty and a bit dirty so um spend a bit more money on cutlery because you're going to be using that every day that's what yeah. I would say well yeah I never really thought of that yeah where did you buy your cutlery from? I can't remember. I can't remember. It was in the first few weeks when I got here. Um, well, don't buy cheap cutlery. That would be my yeah. one word of advice. <laughs> awesome. Quick question. Would you ever go back to living with housemates or living with your parents? Parents, no. It's one of those things where, um, where in my case it is, I've just, I've just grown to be um, comfortable being uncomfortable and pushing for you know, more growth in my everyday life. I feel going back home is a, is a major step backwards. Uh, but I definitely open to the idea of living with uh, housemates. I actually intend to uh, uh, in the next coming year. So you're using your, you'd be using your apartment as like an investment property? Yeah, yeah so be uh, uh, renting it out and uh, hopefully have a great return. Awesome. I hope that I hope that all works out well. Um, but just a last couple of questions before we close this episode. What do you wish that you knew before moving out alone? Facebook Marketplace. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been awesome to to just have different uh, options of where you could uh, get you know uh, furniture because um, you if without the right information uh, like I had had at the time, uh, you could end up spending quite a lot of money. And you know that extra uh, three, four, five thousand dollars you could put towards uh, your extra savings, perhaps even other investment options, um, or even uh, or even getting a car because you can get a great deal of car for five for five k. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets you from point A to point B. So 
Yeah, absolutely agree. I would say I wish that I knew how important it was to schedule time outside of the house to make sure that you actually do get out of the house. I think that's really important, making sure to be, if you're living alone, and especially for me now that I, and I know the same with you, work from home, uh, you don't have that socialization in your day. So making sure that you make it a real priority to actually go out and see other people. Yeah, I'll even just go for a casual run usually does it for me so yeah, yeah. definitely having some time away from home and enjoying the other parts of life as opposed to being at home yeah yeah definitely um last question if we can think of anything else what advice would you give to someone who is looking to move out by themselves but maybe isn't sure make a list of your expected expenses uh, in the coming year or in the, when you move out uh, and if you can create an emergency fund that covers at least six to 12 months that's a great uh safety net in case it, anything goes south, you can you know have uh, some leeway to getting you know, something else in the line. Um, but yeah, definitely an emergency fund is a big deal. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, something that everyone should do regularly regardless, but definitely before making a big decision like moving out alone, is just to sit down with an Excel spreadsheet and write out what your fixed expenses are, what they would what you'd expect them to be when you live alone and see if you can actually make that work. Yeah. You'd be surprised at the things you end up cutting out you'd even know you spent money on. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I had I was I had three movie streaming um, subscriptions at the time and you know, two of them I wasn't even using for the last for the for three months prior to me looking into that. So um, yeah, you can find places to cut, you know, expenses and you could um, you know, end up becoming more financially um, uh, knowledgeable in terms of how you go about your, your, your money and make good decisions from there onwards. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I think that covers off most things. So thank you so much for joining, Kevin. Thank you for having me. No worries. And for anyone listening who wants to follow along for more, make sure to follow Gen Z Money on Instagram. Um, we post new episodes every week. Thanks so much, guys. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.